Hey geeks, it's Jana and Ashley. Thanks for joining us this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your place for the latest geek and fandom news. Hey friends, it's Ashley. Welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. Sonic and his friends are back in an all-new Netflix show called Sonic Prime. They speed onto the platform December 15th, and I had the chance to sit down for an interview with Devin Mack, voice of Sonic, as well as Logan McPherson, senior VP of Wild Brain, the studio behind the show. But first, if you're new here or haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating on wherever you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks. And the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. The action-packed adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog go into overdrive when a run-in with Dr. Eggman results in a literal universe-shattering event. Desperate to piece his prime reality back together and save his old friends, Sonic races through the Shatterverse, discovering strange worlds and enlisting new friends along the way. So I have seen the first eight episodes of this new show, and as a longtime Sonic fan, because hey, millennial, I loved it. It's a show for kids it's a show for adults it's a show for families and if you are a fan of the games you're gonna love all of the easter eggs and callbacks however they're not so obvious or obnoxious that you feel like if you're not a fan of the games that you are missing something but they're definitely in there to enjoy for those of us who will recognize them and it was a blast chatting with Devin and Logan we talked, of course we talked Sonic, right? Um, and what it's like getting to voice Sonic when you grew up with Sonic. And Devin's a longtime Sonic fan as well. And we talked about Dr. Eggman, because trust me, when you see Dr. Eggman in this new show, you are going to love him. Let's just say there's more than one, but <laughs> you just, I, I don't want to spoil it, but it's so, so funny. Also, you know, I have to throw them off their game and I had to ask about the Shatterverse and if they could create their own, what would it look like? So I think the Shatterverse are different realities and there's some pretty wild ones in the show already. And Devin has a great answer that I am all here for. And if he decides to make that, I'm going to grab me a little prism and jump right on into that portal too, because yes... Thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, Great to meet pleasure. you. All right. So Devin, millennial to millennial, like we grew up with Sonic, right? Like you had the games and the original show. What was it like getting the call? Like, hey, you're going to be Sonic now. Is this a joke? Uh, that's, that's really what my what what my reaction was. Is this a joke? Uh, I, I could not I could not believe it because uh, it's one of those surreal things. Uh, because I was the shyest kid in school. If you were to tell me as a little kid, oh, you're gonna be the voice of Sonic someday, as opposed to just looking up to him, I would have said like, no, you're 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 kidding. What? Where where are the hidden cameras? Uh, so yeah, it's 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 very much a, a surreal thing. Sonic was a character that I looked to as a very very shy kid, as this really confident sort of larger than life uh, personality to sort of aspire to be. He's got that quick wit. He's got that swagger, and uh, again, to be able to take on a role like that one that's influenced me is just a very surreal thing that I'm super super grateful for. And well, I, I think you're perfect. Thank you. I've eventually <laughs> accepted that it's not a joke. Somehow it's real life. 
It's definitely real life and you're doing a fabulous, I mean, I saw eight episodes, you're doing great. <laughs> Thank you so much. So Logan, was it a must for you and your team to make sure that there were a lot of, you know, like Easter eggs and callbacks to all the games? Yeah, absolutely. The, the series is part of the canon. So we, we had a, an immediate need to ensure we respect the lore and we were honor, honoring the legacy. And we worked very closely with Sega. They were amazing creative collaborators throughout the production. And, you know, the, the amazing thing for us is we got to pull from their 30-year history of, of content and games that were, where we really could feather in Easter eggs and moments that certainly nodded towards that and, and felt like they suited the situations and, and the sequences we were putting together. So it was just a super fun aspect of creating the series where we got to draw upon that legacy and and find opportunities to weave it into the you know the series that we were making and and it you know it creates like the for those that know they pick up on it but it's not a need to know in order to understand what's going on in the series so it kind of hits on two levels a fresh brand new audience can enjoy it as if they've, they've never grown up with the games before i don't understand anything about it but if you do there's these you know super cool uh, elements along the way that you can pick up Definitely. Like, I like how the animation will switch and, and it looks like the games versus, right. you know, the yeah. the more new animation style, I guess. Um, so for both of you, if you could create any shatter space, what would it look like? Whoa, that's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, uh, we've been in production for, for a couple of years now, and I think I would um, create like an even more ultimate version of Green Hill where I could hang out on the beach and eat chili dogs and, and drink coconuts and, uh, you know, swim in the water and take a little breather. Um, for, for me, that would be the ultimate personally right now. I'm going to say apple pie world. Okay. I just really like apple pies. <laughs> so here's a shattered space where everything is made of apple pies. I will happily live in that world. I'm not mad about that one. <laughs> I would join you. Apple pies are so good. Okay. So like I said, I've seen eight episodes and I just, I love how even the names of the episodes aren't necessarily callbacks to Sonic, but just other, you know, movies and, you know, Unwelcome to the Jungle, Escape from New York. Like I was cracking up at that. And my son was like, why is that funny? And I'm like, it's, yeah, you don't know. You're too young. <laughs> why those are funny. Um, since we haven't seen the rest, can you, without obviously spoiling anything, can you share a little bit about what we can expect from the rest of the season? Either one of you, whoever wants to take the question. Well, I'll just say you expect the unexpected as uh, they go deeper into the Shatterverse and the mystery around the Paradox Prism and what that energy can do. Uh, and the people that, that spring up within that Shatterverse, um, Sonic is definitely pushed to his limit and uh, he reaches, I think, new highs and lows that we've maybe never seen him from a character POV. Uh, and he's got a big mess on his hands that he needs to figure out and try to clean up. So um, expect that it's a wild ride that never ends uh, and, uh, and that there will, be, there will continue to be many unexpected elements on the journey. Okay, okay. Devin, you have any favorite moments that are coming up? that aren't spoiler. -y. Um, there is 
so much neat stuff that is explored uh, with the relationship that Sonic has with Tails as a mentor figure uh, that I just really, really enjoyed and, and was surprised by it. And it's so much of it was just a roller coaster ride of emotions that I got to go on along with Sonic as he connects with this version of Tails that has never met him before and how not having that figure to look up to affected and, and changed him. It's something I really, really enjoyed exploring and uh, I think a lot of others will as well. What is your favorite go-to Sonic move? So it can be either that you watch him do in the show or if you play the game, what's like, what's your ultimate Sonic move, Devin? <laughs> oh boy. Um... I really like, uh, I mean, first off, just, just the classic spin dash is awesome. I love hearing the sound effect play in there, the zzz, all that stuff I love. Um, he's got this sort of like spin-a-rooney kind of move that he does sometimes to like get up this breakdancing looking thing and to see that get incorporated as something that I absolutely loved as well. So yeah, there's just, again, lots of little classic nods that I really, really enjoyed seeing in the show. Same, Logan, do you have one? Yeah, you know what? I, I grew up skateboarding and, and the grind is something that I wish we actually incorporated more in the series. Uh, that was one of the things, Sonic Adventures 2, when he started grinding rails and stuff, I, my mind was blown and I like thought it was so cool and interesting and such a uh, you know fun action element to add. So for me, the grind would be it. And I actually wish we incorporated that a little bit more in the series and maybe we will down the road. Okay, hopefully. We'll get another season. <laughs> Last question. I see Dr. Eggman's behind you, Devin. I love all the different versions of him <laughs> throughout, oh, like yes. the baby one, and there's like the cranky one. So which one is your favorite, Devin? And Logan, where did the idea for making multiple, like so drastically different versions of him come from? Uh, well, I'd, I'd say for me, my my favorite one is definitely the the angsty teenage one that I feel like uh, many many people have related to. Uh, I know that I definitely <laughs> did, uh, and the whole attitude of "You can't tell me what to do. You're not my dad." <laughs> As he just looks at his uh, screen the whole time, I, I I think that that's great and hilarious. I agree. Yeah, uh, Man of Action came up with that idea. And, you know, as we we're developing the show, like, what can we do with Eggman? Like, Sonic has beat him a million times, and we need to level up, you know, him as a villain in the series. And where can we take it? And with the Shatter event and the, you know, Prism Energy, it really took the shackles off of us being able to do different things and, and explore it. And Man of Action came up with this idea, like, well, what if he split into an age range and we could really lean into, like, the most severe version of a baby and, you know, the angsty teen and the old man. Um, so for me, the baby was my favorite because he is the angriest baby. <laughs> and he's also like the most sadistic version of the characters. Like, because he speaks baby, you never really know what he's saying. And then you see the council react to that, how severe <laughs> the things he's suggesting they do is create a really great opportunity for comedy. So I love the baby. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I can't wait to see the rest of the season. And I thank you both for this interview. It's been great.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. Join us next time. And as always, if you see anything you want to share with us, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine, at that Ashley Aaron, or wherever social media place you happen to be hanging out on these days, we're likely there too. So give us a shout. Until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for more geeky goodness.